Welcome to another... I'm ready! Nope, not that one. <laughs> no. Not that one. I was ready. I just forgot words. Words are tough. Alright, let's try this again. Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death and UFOs, and other creepy, Cults. weird, random shows. There you go. Yeah. Not uh, just naming things in the room. Episode is a hard word for me to say today. Uh, I'm Cash, joined as always by my co-host MC Scaly Scroop. <laughs> no, that's Joel over there. What's yeah. going on, man? Stop at the whole Joel. Stop at the whole Joel. Uh, just out here, uh, out here, living. Just living. L I V I N. MC and Christmas parades yep, left right. and or right. You heard, you heard about it. I heard a, I heard a tale too. It made it made the papers. So I gotta ask though, uh-huh. uh, you know, how much of that uh, Christmas parade MC fangirl pussy did you get? <laughs> oh, I mean, I just lost count after a while. <laughs> just, yeah, I figured you just had them lining up. I mean, I got someone brought me a hot chocolate. Okay. Someone brought me a candy cane. Wow. Someone else brought me a uh, a sucker. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> Someone offered to help me uh, carry my my sound system in par- away in a parade. Those yeah. are just they throw those things. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they didn't bring them. To no, you. I, I had to fight some little kids for this shit. Oh okay, but I could tell they were throwing it at me. Yeah, and I had a microphone so I could choke them with it. And, and you said you were like basically the mayor of the town. Oh yeah, Mayor McParade, Parade King. I was up on the courthouse steps with the microphone, live mic. That's big mistake. Yeah. But yeah, but no, like, you're a good boy. Yeah, 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 I was a very good boy. Yeah, you wouldn't do anything. I good. played, I set up, and I started playing Christmas music, and then people started like wanting requests, mm-hmm. Christmas song requests, and I would, I would play it just, just for the smiles on their face right. and the hundred dollars they paid me to do it, but also mm-hmm. the smiles on their face. But uh, we, <laughs> we were, it was such a flyby, the seat of our pants thing. Uh, the guy they hadn't had it in three years because of the COVID. Remember that? Mm-mm. Okay, well it was around. They okay. stop shit. I'll take no, word no for parades it. outdoors. That doesn't make sense. And uh, yeah, it was. And it was. Uh, oh, uh, shit! What town? It's also a West Virginia name. I don't know. Uh, Piketon is what it was called. Waverly, Ohio. Waverly. Yeah, yeah. Piketon. But yeah, they didn't have it. But they had it this year, and it was just the guy would like that hired me would be down on the street. Trying to read the trucks, he'd yell it up to me, and I'd yell it into the microphone, you know. And uh, I met Santa before the parade, and I made him laugh. Yeah. No big deal. Well, it was a hearty laugh. He was well, like, oh, yeah. oh, 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 Like, he laughed, and he caught himself. He's like, oh, I'm Santa fucking Claus. So he had to ho-ho it up. You shouldn't have said that. And he was like, remember, I'm from the North Pole. And I was like, Santa, I don't tell you how to do your job. Don't tell me how to do my job. <laughs> so Santa was like the third float, you know. And I was like, from the North Pole. I was like, fucking you. UFC announcer, you know, <laughs> Santa Claus. Santa, Santa pointed at me, and we like kind of did like a winky face uh-huh. to each other. But then four flights later, is this how you tell me you and Santa are starting a podcast? <laughs> it's already we got four eps in the can. <laughs> He's so much better at the intro. Uh, like I try to mess him up, but he does it. But they had another Santa four floats later. So I was like, all right, I was like, Chris. Completely different guy? Kringle, yeah, completely different guy. So I called him Chris Kringle, and like Santa kind of, that Santa kind of shot me a look, and I was like, look, yeah. there can't be more than one fucking Santa Claus, you know? And then another four or five floats, a third Santa. 
And this doing? time, I was just like, Jesus Christ! I said it in the microphone, and they were pissed, because he was actually the next float. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But there were three Santas, but I only introduced the first one as Santa. The third Santa, I didn't say Jesus Christ, but I was you're just like... You're protecting the children. I was just like, Merry Christmas! Yeah, you're... <laughs> Like, what the fuck? It's not even that long of a parade. They're like, we need more Santa. Yeah, there were seven cars. Yeah, <laughs> mostly jeeps. But yeah, it was small town high. It was, it was fun. Three Santas. I'm trying to get out of town, and do more comedy. I went and hosted that show, and that was the 15 minutes on the dot, no notes. Only my second show of the there year. So I was pretty happy about that. There you go. I have another show coming up. And you said it was in... What did you say it was? Well, there, yeah, the show Friday. I don't count the open mic. I'm going back, oh, to, I'm going back to Jackson for Jackson. an open mic Thursday, December 1st. But then uh, Friday, December 2nd, yeah. 7 o'clock, Monsters Horror, 313 Putnam We got Street. a table. Yep. Yep. He got a table. I'm hosting, so I should get something. We're getting snacks. We're getting Drinks. beverages. Yep. Foot massages. Foot massages is what I was told. Yep. Uh-huh. By you on the stage during <laughs> your it. set. Of course. Mm-hmm. Anyone You're out gonna there. You're going to use my big toes and mic. <laughs> but yeah, that's, what, that's, so that's, that's why we didn't record Saturday, because I was out emceeing a Christmas parade. Yeah. Yeah, you chose Fulfilling. Christmas over this podcast. Before Thanksgiving, even. Bef- it, was it was so you fucking were telling weird. Me about it. I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> You're perfect for it, Joe. I would have I liked to have went, because you said like there's two mics. Yeah. But I don't know if I could have like, <laughs> faked any enthusiasm. Oh, I dude, I faked it so well. I was like, it's the Agriculture Club! Yeah. I couldn't trust myself. Not and to be the firefighters ass. ever like, thanks, fellas! <laughs> Okay. I was like moonwalking back across the fucking courthouse steps. You were like Homer when the uh, episode where he becomes the uh, baseball mascot. Yeah, that was me practically. <laughs> dancing Homer. Yep. You were dancing Joel. <laughs> I was. All right. Well, you've had a lot more excitement in your life than I have the past few weeks. Yeah. Uh, How's that feel? It's all right. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't <laughs> yearn for excitement. Yeah, I've, I've had a pretty slow year, so it's fun to kind of do some stuff here towards the end. Just pack it all in at the end. Pack it all in. That's what you got to do. Yep. I'm actually pretty upset today. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, Ohio State just got absolutely blown out by Michigan. I thought you were maybe upset about the tie yesterday, uh, England versus That USA. also was upsetting. How about, man, I, I watched, watched all that. of that. So did I. Did I, did I was at my sister's because I just got back from traveling, and everyone was like, why are we watching this? And I was like, I don't know. I, was like, I don't you know why turn I it if it. you want. I was like, I just want to see what happens. And yeah. nothing happens, apparently. Nothing. And, like, the ESPN headline, headline was like, USA dominates in tie. Yeah, I was like, what? How does someone dominate in a tie? I was reading Twitter, <laughs> and apparently that game yesterday, USA was amazing. No. Oh. Like, and the fact that they tied basically means they won. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't understand, like, I don't understand <laughs> soccer. I was just doing my own commentary. I was like, here, yeah, mate, here's the ball. Oh, mate, you take the ball back. I don't know why they're Australian, because they're... Because <laughs> neither <laughs> team wins. Yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. Here's the ball back to you. Yeah, I, I watched the whole thing. They just kicked it back and forth, and it was just... Field's too big. There's too many people. Here's my suggestion. Uh-huh. Bigger goal, yeah. smaller goalies. Goalies can't be above four feet. <laughs> That's a good idea. So You're we gonna... get horse jockeys to do it, I think. Yeah, horse jockeys, and yeah. they make the goals bigger. So the game's going to be like 10 to 9, 10 to 8. It's still going to be the midfield, yeah. the defense, shit like that. But more points are going to be scored. See, I think they should put everybody in pads and helmets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go on. And 
it and let them use their hands oh, yeah. to throw the ball. Throw the ball. They can run it, too. Okay, they can run it. Yeah. And then can they still kick it? Kick it uh, only certain times. Okay. You really don't want to. <laughs> no? No. Unless they just scored a, a touchdown. Uh-huh. I think they should add touchdowns. Can we call it football? Instead of goals. Yeah. I mean, I know they call this football, but let's call your idea football, yeah. too. It sounds way more fun. <laughs> no, I'm sure. And then if- you can start betting on it. I, w- I bet on all of it I yesterday. Know. I bet on the USA game. I bet on everything. Uh, you bet on my parade. I bet on your parade. <laughs> How many Santas were there? Oh, God damn it. I thought yeah, there'd be four. I had the under. I did not expect three. Uh, yeah, I'm sure if I watched soccer, like, because I watched um, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, you know where him and Rob from yeah. uh, Toy Sunny bought Wrexham? Uh-huh. So I, bought, I watched that whole documentary on Hulu, Yeah, which was really good. And, like, the... Yeah, I did learn a lot about soccer from that documentary. Like, I do kind of understand pieces of it now. So I'm sure if I watched the sport, I would pick up on all the nuances and, like... How USA dominated How it was that USA was great for some reason yesterday. But, yeah, just watching it and just wanting anything to Anything. Happen. They get breathed on wrong and they fall yeah, down. <laughs> They're, like, holding themselves. Yeah, I mean, oh. I get it's in, like, I'm not... So when you're ready for more soccer news, come back to our come podcast. Come back, uh, <laughs> like everything else. We don't get it. I'll go ahead and assume nothing <laughs> happens. Now it's USA versus Iran. Iran so far away. Yeah, USA has... If they win, they advance. Uh-huh. Uh, England already advanced, basically. I think it was. So England didn't give a shit yesterday, really. Okay. But it is the game they invented, and they, yeah. couldn't, they couldn't beat us. They couldn't so. even get a goal. But I hope someone hears my idea about the one. smaller goalies. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. And it'd be cute to watch, too. Like, what's the, who's that famous dude that's on Instagram right now? He's, like, real short, and he punches people. I have no idea. <laughs> you haven't seen that no. kid? Like, Shaq's I, met him. It starts with a D. I think he lives over there on, like, guitar or something. I go out of my way. <laughs> oh, you mean fucking... Uh, um, he fought like another little yes, guy. You thought he was a kid at first, but he turns out he's like nineteen twenty. Like f- that kid needs to be a goalie. Make him the goalie. What the fuck is his name? Clone him. Because I'm sure he has bola. Like put uh, put a fat guy in little coat. Let's see what comes <laughs> up for that. It's it's Hasbulla. Hasbulla. He signed a five year contract with the UFC. Jesus, just to be Christ. like a. There, Mask, yeah, just to show up because <laughs> anything can happen when Hasbulla is around. <sighs> See, the soccer world needs him and his little friends to be goalies. I feel bad for the goalies, man. Yeah, that's got to be the toughest thing in the fucking world. Like, because I was watching that yesterday, and there was times when if I was the goalie, and I mean the the nets are pretty damn big. Yeah, and that I mean the guy kicks it all the way off to your left, like where there's you know all the room. I have no idea how those guys. Like, it's actually, that's an impressive... It's the big Mario gloves. But I really wish some of them would not fucking do it. Yeah. There would be points. So, yeah, I, uh... Yeah, I, I gambled on... I like, like goalies have to be 50 years or older. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, All right. Uh, that's we, this week's episode, everybody. We have a... Uh, oh, there's more. Yeah, we have a true crime story for All you. Right. Uh, this one happened uh, not too long ago. Uh, well, I guess now it's been about 11 years. Make up your mind. Um, but it's a pretty horrific story. Oh, good. Uh, about, about a murder. Okay. Um, we're going to do that one. Yep. Uh, we'll hit an ad break. And Definitely get the ad break. We're going to be back with, uh, a couple of stories about a couple of weirdos. 
Um, I thought we just did stories about a couple of weirdos. These two, <laughs> these two are weird, weird. So uh, let's go ahead and start on the true crime story. Uh, we're going to go to Mont Vernon, New Hampshire, for this one. All right, uh, live free or die is not their state motto. Maybe I'm pretty sure it is. Could be fucking New Hampshire, man. They they watched a Die Hard movie once, yep. and they were like, "That's that's us." That's the sequel's we name, I think. We see ourselves in that. Uh, so this took this takes place around a Halloween. It involves a horrific home invasion. It involves four uh, teenage shitheads um, and a mother and daughter. So eleven years ago. Eleven years ago, October eleven. Thirteen years ago. Okay. Two thousand nine. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> math. I'm just trying to get all the fucking just what you, facts what, out. Do you always say it making math? Yeah, right? math. I'm always thinking. In so Mont Vernon, New Hampshire, is a small uh, little remote town surrounded by forests. Um, it looks beautiful. I, I looked at some pictures of it. Uh-huh. It's a very nice place. Uh, I'm sure it costs way too much money to live there. But on October fourth, two thousand nine, in the early morning hours, uh, four teenagers approached the house where Kimberly and Jamie Cates were alone and asleep. The four teenagers uh, were 19-year-old Christopher Gribble, 17-year-old Stephen Spader, 17-year-old Quinn Glover, and 18-year-old William Marks. Uh, They called themselves the Disciples of Destruction. Oh. And had like a little gang. (laughs) with the, good for well, probably not good for them. With the goal of causing mayhem. Oh, uh, they loved horror movies, horrorcore music, and cults. That was their big thing. Uh, Quinn had told the other three, and that's that, cool stuff to like. I yeah. mean, you can be into that. Stuff. I like all three of those things. Sure, I'm interested in all three. I, I have a feeling these guys, yeah, go a little uh, too far with it. A little bit. So Quinn had told the other three that he had once killed a person before. Because uh, he was trying to, you know, be sure. badass. Steven uh, told the other He's like, yeah, well, I killed two people before. <laughs> he said that he'd been in a gang once. Oh. So he used to be in a gang. Yeah. Um, all four of these kids are white as shit. Uh, this is New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he wasn't. He's like, well, I've seen Boys in the Hood. How about that? I watched it once. Yeah. Uh, they On cable. The, that particular night, October 4th, they had sat around. Uh, well, they'd been for a while now discussing... Um, what mayhem they wanted to create. Yeah. Uh, you know, they wanted to commit various crimes. And this is, this is probably after Fight Club, so I feel like there's Do, these yeah. guys, yeah, they're, they're club mayhem, man. Yeah, they man, wanted Project to, like, mayhem. they wanted to go, like, on different crime sprees, yeah. like, and just, like, do a bunch of shit all at once. Really stick it to the man mm-hmm. by sticking it to other people. First. So this particular night, though, they had talked about, uh, breaking and entering someone's home and robbing them. Um, they... However, it also talked about, like, if somebody's there, um, you know, if somebody catches us, we will also do what we have to do. Tickle them. To not get caught. <laughs> Tickle them was not was oh. low, low, low on the options. Uh, Christopher. I'd be s- bad at gangs. I'd yes. get thrown out immediately. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, let's just tickle him for a little bit. Come on, just stick each other. Have you ever like been tickled past the point where it's fun? It's the worst. If they can survive 20 minutes, like at first it's like, oh, you're tickling me. And they're like, all right, fucking stop it. I'm not ticklish, though. Oh, uh, but imagine someone just continually trying to tickle you. It would be annoying as shit. Right? <laughs> but I wouldn't, yeah, in a different <laughs> way. Uh, I would, yeah. If that was what the gang did, that would maybe be a worse gang to me than. <laughs> 
Christopher and Steven really hoped someone was home because they desperately wanted to kill somebody. It's all they talked about, those two. Um, William crawled through the window, but found himself locked. So, like, they sneak onto the property. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, what time? It's, like, early morning. Um, I think it's, like, five, six, in the, five in the morning, four or five in the morning when they do this. So, like, they sneak in. Um, they're trying to find a way to get in. There's, like, a... Uh, uh, window down like at the bottom of the house. Uh huh. So William, he's the smallest, kind of like a barbarian. He sneaks through that. Yeah. He finds himself locked in the basement. Oh. So he's down there. Uh, so they keep searching, and then they find uh, another window where the air conditioner, uh, the air conditioner's in it. Yeah. So they end up being able to like push the air conditioner, like kind of move it out, and then they can climb in. So uh, they do that. Um, they have like an iPad or something like that that they're using for light, just enough light to kind of get around. Because they went downstairs as soon as they got there, let William out of the basement yeah. and cut the power. They turned the breaker off. Um, so they use this iPad for light. They're creeping around the place. Uh, and Stephen finds someone laying in a bed. He tells the other three um, that, you know, someone's here. Uh, but they really couldn't hear him well. So they thought they said that he told them no one's home. Yeah. So they just start talking. Regular, normal. Yeah, like, there's no, you know. It's all about communication. When they do that, a they all of a sudden hear a female voice saying, "Jamie, is that you?" Uh, and as soon as they hear it, Stephen immediately pulls out a machete. Oh, and begins slashing at the direction of the voice. Jesus. Uh, Christopher joins in with a knife that he brought with him, um, and he starts like stabbing in the direction. So Kimberly, or uh, the voice belonged to forty-two-year-old Kimberly Cates. She was a nurse. Uh, everybody said she was just a really sweet person. Um, her daughter Jamie Cates uh, is eleven years old at the time. Aww. She's in the same room, and she gets woken up by you know all this commotion. Uh, Christopher jumps over, stabs her in the face uh, and the lungs. Tries to stab her in the heart um, as she's trying to get away. He ends up basically grabbing her and throwing her through a sliding glass door. Uh, and then they place a pillow over Kimberly's face, and Stephen continues to stab, him, stab her. Quinn and William stood by and watched the entire time. Christopher and Stephen went back to the circuit breaker when they were done, uh, and turned, supposedly, and turned the lights back on so they could get a good look at what they had done. And it was a bloodbath. There was just blood everywhere. So the four teens grabbed a bunch of random shit from around the house, yeah. uh, ran back to where their car was, changed their clothes, and they took off. So, uh, th- yeah, that was around 4 in the morning, because at 4.15 a.m., Jamie Cates was still alive. And was that the mom? This is the, of the 11-year-old. Oh, yeah. Fuck. And she was able to make a call to the Mont Vernon Police Department. Jesus. Um, the police show up. Again, it's a bloodbath. Uh, Jamie's jaw... Uh, the little 11-year-old girl, her, her jaw's fractured. Her foot was almost severed. Um, by the time the police get the, gets there, she can't even speak. Um, so, like, if she hadn't called when she called, she may never have been able to call. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly's skull was uh, opened up completely. Uh, her eye socket was fractured, and she had been stabbed uh, probably hundreds of times. Uh Jamie's father, uh, Kimberly's husband, he'd been out of town on a business trip. Oh. So he gets the news and he's headed back. So the investigation starts and the four teens are trying to cover their tracks. 
Uh, so William gets dropped off at his house. The other three go to a friend's house. Uh, the friend is named Autumn Savoy. Um, he was going to be their alibi. Um, so, you know, he was going to, if anything did happen, he was going to be able to they're tell. All no, no, they were all yeah. with me all night. We were here all night. Uh, they proceed to tell him everything that happened and basically brag about it. Yeah. Um, they even showed him the weapons. Uh, they planned on going outside of his house, digging a hole, and uh, bear, uh, uh, burning the bloody clothes. Yeah. And then burying the remains. Um, but for some reason, like I don't know how this conversation went down. Like if. Autumn, I'm assuming, didn't want anything on his property. Yeah. So he was like, don't do that. I'll take them and get, I'll get rid of them. So his way of getting rid of them is he just kind of goes to the river and just throws them in. <laughs> um, Swim free clothes. They uh, Apparently at some point he tells the police later on when everything goes to shit that he, uh, he could see the clothes just kind of floating on the river. Yeah. But he assumed that was good enough. A bear would find them and start wearing them. It would do the laundry. Yeah. Uh, These guys sound really smart, so they probably ain't playing on the bear. Yeah. So he heads back to where the three are. Uh, they go out and they uh, earlier that or later that morning they go out and pawn the items that they stole. They got a whopping one hundred and thirty dollars for everything. Um, they're at the mall. And there had been some robberies that take pl- took place in that area. So the police actually stopped them in the mall that morning to ask them, like, trying to, they thought maybe they might be responsible for some yeah. of the robberies. They didn't have any information. Why are you boys like mayhem? <laughs> so, yeah, like, the, the police basically have these four kids that just killed somebody. Yeah. Um, and tried to kill somebody else. And then, you know, they're asking about these robberies, so they let them go. Uh, this is when uh, the four, or Autumn... Steven and Quinn uh, all go to, and then somebody else, I'm getting somebody, Christopher, they all go to another friend's house. Uh, his name is Kyle Fenton. And just like with Autumn, they just brag about yeah. everything that happened. Uh, unlike how Autumn, however, Kyle was not cool with any of this shit. Um, as soon as they left, he jumped online real quick just to kind of see if like anything yeah. they'd said had been true or if they were just full of shit. He sees all the news reports. He immediately tells his mom everything they told him. Kyle uh, sounds like a good boy. <laughs> yeah. Kyle is, yeah. Good boy club right there. Uh, his mom contacts the police, the reports GBC. it. So uh, the teens had used bleach and alcohol to clean, or I'm sorry, the Disciples of Destruction. Yeah. Uh, had used bleach and alcohol to clean the weapons uh, that had been used in the attacks, and then they buried them back in the forest. They then went back to Autumn's house. Uh, they're reading everything they can on the internet about what they've done. They're like, just, you know. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're loving it. Little fucking shitheads. They do discover, though, that Jamie had survived, uh, even though Kimberly was dead. Steven stated uh, his response when finding this out. Steven's response was, well, at least I killed my bitch. No. So, uh, yeah. Well, fuck him. Steven, Christopher, and Autumn uh, were picked up by the police shortly after, and they're all three interviewed. Uh, at first, Autumn stuck to the alibi, told the cops that, you know, no, the other four had been with him the entire night. But not too long after that, he decided to go ahead and tell them everything. <laughs> like 10 minutes later. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm, I'm assuming the cops basically told him he was full of shit and they knew it. Yeah. Uh, told him that he was going to be in a world of shit if he, you know, didn't. I mean, assuming, his name is Autumn. I'm assuming a few minutes later he was like, yeah. hey, come back. And, yeah. 
So Steven Spader, he told the police that he had no idea who committed these crimes, but that whoever did it was a sick bastard who should get the death penalty, and that they should skip a, skip a trial and go straight to the execution. Uh, then he requested an attorney. <laughs> so Christopher Gribble initially denied having any knowledge of the events, uh, but after a few hours, of, few hours of being questioned, he tells the cops that he'll tell them everything. But he kind of does it in a way that, um, whereas Autumn realizes he's in deep shit, yeah. Christopher Moore does it in a way where he's just kind of like, all right, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> For, like, I'll t- yeah. Like, he just kind of accepted that this is probably not going to go his way. Yeah. Um, and he was more than willing to share the details. So he tells the police that he and Steven Spader are very similar to each other. Uh, they had both, both grown up with problems in their families. He stated that technically they were both sociopaths. That they had both legally been declared uh, sociopaths by neuropsychologists. He said he wasn't using that as an excuse, however. He just wanted the police to know that. Um, He told them that Stephen had said, yeah, we're just going to go in there, grab some stuff. If anybody's in there, we're going to kill them and have some fun. He stated that Kimberly had sat up in bed and started asking who was there and what was going on. Uh, She tried. She reached over to turn the lamp on. It uh, wouldn't turn on, of course, and as soon as she did that, that's when Steven began uh, hacking at her with a machete. Um, he stated that he was controlled the whole time, uh, completely in control of himself, yeah. and he didn't feel anything. Um, he said that he thought he would feel something during all of this, and he felt absolutely nothing. Um, he said that Quinn was the one who had went and turned the lights back on, and that when the lights came on, they could tell that Kimberly obviously wasn't going to live, Uh and he wasn't really sure that Jamie would leave either or live either, but she seemed like there was no chance she was probably going to live. Uh, that there was blood just everywhere. So he said that he was actually disappointed that he felt nothing after the attacks. He expected to get like a rush from it. Yeah. Um, he said that him and Steven had wanted to kill someone for a long time and that he expected to feel differently once they had followed through with their plan. He said the only other thing that he was disappointed about was that he hadn't killed Jamie. Uh, when questioned about disposing of the bloody clothes, Autumn told the police that he was just doing what he thought his friends wanted him to do. Quinn Glover and William Marks were also arrested uh, very shortly after. Quinn stuck to the alibi that he had been at Autumn's all night. <laughs> the one guy. Uh, and asked for a lawyer. Uh, William Marks admitted to being involved in the burglary, but said that he had not been involved in the murder. Stephen and Christopher were both charged with first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit murder, and attempted murder, as well as witness tamper- tampering and burglary. They were, in pr- they were held in prison without bail while waiting trial. Uh, William was charged with a conspiracy to commit murder and accomplice the first-degree assault and burglary. Quinn was charged with conspiracy to commit burglary, burglary, which I, you know, I think, <laughs> conspiracy. He yeah, was, he was gonna do it, and he did. And he did it. Yeah. and um, also robbery. I'm not real sure what the difference between burglary and robbery yeah. is. I'm assuming it has something to do with the amounts, like the dollar, the value. Yeah. I'm. Ass- I don't know. Or just that weapons were involved. Maybe makes it a robbery. Maybe one robbery. of them. Yeah. yeah, that might be it. Um, they're just trying to get. Yeah, as I think robbery. Like, like, just there has to be like an assault or put away. Yeah. So both William and Quinn made deals with state, state prosecutors for lesser sentences in return for their testimonies against Stephen and Christopher. Uh, William would get 30 to 60 years, and Quinn ended up getting 20 to 40. Quinn, Glover, I think that's fair for them. They didn't hack, like, 
attack anybody, but that's still a lot of time. Yeah. Um, Quinn, Quinn Glover addressed the court and stated that every morsel of food that I eat, every breath of air that I take... I'll be watching you. Every beat of my heart, I think of what we have done. I know that there's something that I can do that will ever atone for my terrible actions. He's basically the only one that showed yeah. any remorse. Um, so he might be getting out of here soon, too. 20, if that's two, 2009, I mean, then yeah, should be. But, you know, by the time he got sentenced, it might have been 2010, 11, but still. Um, even with Quinn and Williams' testimonies, testimonies and Christopher's confession, the police were still searching for hard evidence. Um, all four of the teens' house were searched. Police found swords, axes, and knives hidden inside of teddy bears. Uh, the bag filled with bloody clothes was recovered from the river. And inside of that bag was a red sweatshirt with this is Steve's sweatshirt. Steve, who is awesome, written on it. <laughs> and there were socks with C. Gribble written on them for Christopher Gribble. So they wore clothing with their names on it yeah. to their big burglary and murder. They're pretty... Uh... Steve, who is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, um, who is awesome. <laughs> Steven's trial began... Uh, in November of 2010, and he pleaded not guilty to all charges. <laughs> he pleaded totally awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, he was silent and expressionless during the trial, except for one time when he joked with his attorney and asked him if he thought the jury would sing happy birthday to him. The attorney replied with, I would say no. How about you go fuck yourself? To which Stephen replied, damn, with a huge grin on his face. Like, uh, he's just having a good old time. Yeah. Steve had been diagnosed with depression and bipolar disorder. Uh, and had spent time in a psychiatric center twice in 2008. His friends and family had both been worried about him for some time. Uh, he had been harming himself and using drugs. Eventually, he was kicked out of school. There had also been two different times that he had gotten violent with his parents and the police had been called. So he was kind of headed yeah. in this direction. Uh, I don't understand how depression leads to what yeah. he did to somebody. I mean, I know it's like it probably is all factory, but like... I don't know, like, I just, I get down. Right. <laughs> I don't think, like, man, I sure would like to hurt yeah, somebody. Should, yeah, well, I mean. Like, that would make me feel worse. Usually as soon as you mention depression, like, doctors ask you, you know, do you have thoughts of harming yourself or yeah. others? Yeah. And one's like, no, just life sucks. Uh, Quinn Glover took. That's our episode. Life sucks. <laughs> it, it certainly does. <laughs> uh, Quinn Glover took the stand in Stephen's trial and stated that Stephen had been this way for a while and had been fixated on violence and spoke about it as often as he could. Quinn also said that about a year before the attacks, Stephen had started talking more and more about how he would murder someone uh, and that it was getting pretty clear that Stephen was no longer just having violent fantasies or no longer, like, um, would settle for just having the fantasies. Yeah. He was ramping up to actually do it. He said that Stephen would talk about eating people and roasting them alive, how he wanted to put people's heads on stakes, and how he wanted to make scenes out of the bodies for the press to find. Uh, Quinn said that while the attacks were going on that night, he covered his ears and walked outside to stop the sound of screaming. William Marks also took the stand in Stephen's trial and stated that he had tried to back out of the entire thing. Uh, he said that Stephen had sent him a text, though, that read, Are you fucking kidding me, but... Uh, Billy, dude, if you're not back here in 20 minutes, we're going to have problems for real. Dude. And this William kid, like, he is, like, very tiny. Yeah. He looks like he's, like, he was the guy, like, he was the kid that got pushed around by yeah. all the others. Um, so I kind of believe him when he said he wanted to back out, and they basically told him, fuck you, you're doing it. Uh -huh. But still, 
have roles. Guys, yeah. Um, so then they're right from wrong. And William, um, at first, I kind of I'm seeing him in like the the footage of like the court, and like I'm like, yeah, you know, I bet he was kind of like forced to do this. He yeah. was probably freaking out. But uh, at one point, it came out that him and his dad were already discussing selling the rights for his part of the story to publishers. So he was already looking at ways to make bank on this. <laughs> so so how the fuck would you make money out of this? I don't know, but fuck break. him. Like, I got locked in the basement. Yeah. That's my, <laughs> yeah. story. my story. I was like, hey, this door is not I was open. tiny enough to go through the window, but that was the best I could do. Uh, William and Quinn definitely tried to paint themselves as the least guilty of in all. Oh, yeah. So William and Quinn, they, you know, they, they make themselves stand to be... Yeah. We had nothing to do. Like, we just were there, like, we, yeah, we were going to rob the police. Yeah. But we didn't do anything else. I didn't think it was going to be anything like murder. Um, I'm pretty sure, though, they had they had more involvement than they're admitting. Uh, both said that they never got involved in the attacks and that they both stood back while they were taking place. So, William had told the police that it was Quinn who went back down to the circuit breaker. Uh, and I think Christopher Stephen also said that. So, two people said Quinn's the one that went back down to turn the power uh-huh. on. Quinn said. That he had he had covered his ears and walked outside during the attacks, uh, but most like at least two of the people agree that he's the one that went and turned the circuit breaker back on. So during the investigation, police discovered blood on the seek on the circuit breaker. Oh, so either people were misremembering, and even and either Stephen or Christopher went down there, uh, or, or Quinn had blood on his hands. Quinn had blood on his hands, yeah. and that means he had to be. Close enough. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't think he was checking for a pulse or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think either of those two are more, you know, I think they're both way more involved than they admitted and that they just sold their friends out to cover their asses. Yeah. Uh, Stephen and Christopher really wouldn't talk about it. So, like, they weren't there to, like, sell, you know, I didn't, they weren't there to, like, take any guilt off of themselves. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, we did it, you know. Um, while in jail... what they get, did you say? Did we we'll get that? there. Okay. So, while in jail... Calm down, Joel. Stephen would brag about uh, what he had done. He even wrote poems about it. Oh, uh, fuck this guy. So, Stephen was found guilty and sentenced to life without the possibility guilty of Guilty of being lame. <laughs> not, yeah, Stephen, not, not awesome. awesome. Not awesome at all. So, Christopher Gribble, he also pleads guilty, or not guilty, but he does it by reason of insanity. Uh, so while he's on the stand, the prosecutor asks him, when were you legally insane? He looks really puzzled, and he replies, when was I legally insane? Well, technically, I'm legally insane now. I mean, that's what my defense is. The prosecutor then asks him, you're a careful criminal, right? And he kind of thinks for a second, and then he just says yes. So... Well, how were you insane then? Yeah. Um, insane people I don't think would, you know, try to burn the Be a careful and, and Yeah. So at a pretrial competency hearing, uh, Christopher insane in the brain, insane in the brain. He told the judge that he was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder. He said that he had been taking Prozac, uh, but it stopped and had not been receiving any treatment at the time of the attacks. He also told the judge that he was abused physically and emotionally when he was young. So just got to throw in there some yeah. like, it's not my fault. Yeah. People said that Christopher had always been a weird guy that couldn't read social situations very well at all. Uh, he'd make awkward sexual... Hey! That's not, like, the worst. <laughs> he'd make awkward sexual advances on people, and they clearly didn't want that. Um, he... 
him and Steven were friends uh, when they were younger. They were in Boy Scouts together, but Boy Scouts together, but they kind of drifted apart. They had only kind of recently begun hanging out again, yeah. and that's when everybody started seeing like Christopher really start to turn darker. Yeah. So uh, kind of like they brought it out of each other. Yeah. So while on like trial, we bring the best out of each other. Yeah, we've never once no you know planned a murder. No. Wink. Well, <laughs> that wasn't video game uh, cord, really. You said what you said. We haven't done it. We're good boys. Look, we almost could have killed a guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so while on trial, the prosecutor asked Christopher if, Christopher if he was a dangerous guy. Christopher replied, yes, I can be dangerous. Uh, the prosecutor then questions, the people in jail with you have no idea how dangerous you are, do they? Christopher then gets a like a huge smile on his face uh-huh. and says, "No, they do not." Oh, uh, and he goes, "I smile because it's funny how none of those people in there have any idea of who they're messing with." The prosecutor replies with, "I attack women as they sleep. <laughs> Don't mess with me when if you're going to be a woman in bed asleep. <laughs> That's right. I'll get you and be like really asleep. <laughs> yeah, hey, I want to take the power out so you can't even see." Yeah. Yeah, big guys in jail that pick on me. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. Uh, Boo this man. During his trial, Christopher's therapist testified that Christopher did not have mental illness, but that he did display some traits of having a mental illness. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I read your doctor jargon. <laughs> he doesn't have it. But, I mean, sure. There's a lot of signs, yeah, and he shares a lot of the traits. He could have it. But he doesn't. But he doesn't have it. Uh, but he could. And that he seemed to be on the road to having a mental illness. All right. So, Almost there. So, like, he has nine out of ten, like, holes punched yeah, on his car. Yeah, he's... This, I yeah. think, was worth about 30 punches. Yeah, they, this punched his card for sure. So, during his trial... Or, no, so, uh, she told... Uh, she stated that he had told her that he had thoughts of killing his parents, and that he was concerned that he may become a serial rapist. But apparently, she still didn't feel like he had a mental illness. But look, he's still mostly normal. Look, it's New Hampshire. Live free or die, okay? <laughs> so while he had never technically been, uh, while he would never have been technically diagnosed with any disorders, it did seem that he was certainly at risk of causing harm to himself or others. Uh, but prosecutors argued that he was very aware, very aware of what he was doing during the attacks. While on the stand, when questioned about the possibility of being placed in a psychiatric unit. Uh, and one day being released from it back into society, Christopher stated that it was that he thought it was highly unlikely that he would ever be released again. But he did know that it was a possibility if he was put into a psychiatric unit, and that if he was released, it was very possible that he would kill again. <laughs> I can't say I won't do it. <laughs> I mean, if Probably you want the will. truth, if you want the truth, uh. A witness, what a, fucking ass a witness from inside the jail testified that Christopher had hopes of being released from prison within six years for good behavior and by way of the insanity defense. So he was already making plans to get out, yeah. and he already said that he'd play Killigan. Fuck this little fucking bastard. Uh, the insanity plea didn't work, good. and Christopher was found guilty. At his sentencing, the judge presiding over the case stated that infinity was not enough time for Christopher to be held in prison. Yeah. Uh, he was sentenced to life without parole. He never once showed any remorse or guilt for what he had done, but he does constantly complain about the quality of his life in jail. Oh, 
poor little baby. Poor little Steven. Uh, all four are still in jail today. Good. Autumn Savoy pleaded guilty to hiding evidence and was sentenced to 5 to 12 years in prison. Uh, he was released on parole in 2015. So it's very likely that uh, these four would have been caught. Uh-huh. Like, pretty, you know, I don't think they would have made it long. Yeah. But I do think that it's also very likely that Kevin Fenton most likely saved someone's life. Like, because they kill two people. Well, they think two people. Yeah. They're bragging about it. They're talking about but it. But they said they didn't get the high they wanted. Two so. of them talked about doing it all the time. So, yeah. like, I feel like they would have just kept her, like, yeah. more that day could have happened. Um, Maybe kill the two that didn't, that supposedly weren't involved. Maybe. I've seen it in movies. <laughs> so, yeah, like, at least that kid stepped up. Um, Kyle, right? Kyle Fenton. Kyle, if you're listening, buddy. Kevin. 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 Fuck you, Kyle. Kevin, man. <laughs> Good job, Kev. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, yeah, it's a terrible story. Um, Life's awful. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Jamie. Yeah. She's So she's uh, she was 11 at the time. Uh-huh. And we figured out it was, what, 12? 2009, so 13 years ago. So she's 24 now? Yeah. Uh, best I could tell, like, there was a little video, like, with a news story. She's listening. Good job. She's doing great. Good. Um, she, like, runs a charity in the name of her mom. Yeah. So, or that gives, like, and a, I hope those guys in jail just have the worst time. Yeah, I hope, um... I hope they're not making, like, uh, Laffy Taffy in jail. I hope Christopher is getting, like, punched in the face daily. And Steven. And Steven, for sure. But yeah. Christopher, like, I don't know why, but I watched, like, the, uh, the trial footage. Uh-huh. And Christopher just needs... He's got a punchable face. Steven just kind of seemed like, what the fuck ever, man. Like, <laughs> he doesn't care what's going to happen. Christopher, I feel like he would really. Let's punch Christopher, yeah. then. All right. So, all right, we're going to take a break. We're going to go punch Christopher. Your ads. Uh, <laughs> please say it to the ad break. <laughs> we'll be I right like back. being funny. I'm fucking ready. That was perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. Hey, do I have too many pins on my jacket? I don't think you have enough pins. Seriously? You have a whole other side. Like, have pins. Okay, so you don't look at that and you're like, you're like, just give it a break, pal. No, I get lost in what they are. Okay. But it's not too many. I mean, to me, no. All right. Is that a Young Guns too? No, no. Oh. That's a uh, Bridesmaids. Oh. And the Skeletor and like the, I mean, I won't say them all. That looks what's, like 69. What's there. Bridesmaids? The band with two guitar, two bass players and two drummers. We went and saw them. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I bought the records for yeah. I had a record player. I forgot their name. Yeah, okay. I, that's why I put it on because I just, instead of packing Wednesday night, you know, I was like, you know what else I should do with my time? Put some put buttons on. Yeah, <laughs> get yeah. through all my pins and see which ones I, say, I want to put I on say my jacket. fill the back of it up. All right. Just be clanky as you so, walk. I, I am pretty clanky <laughs> yeah. just with that. Yeah. Uh,. All right. And then people also want to read me. Clanky you know? Joel. Clanky Joel. Yeah, I mean, you have Stop tattoos. Stop the whole Clanky Joel. People want to read you now because you have tattoos, so yeah, it's already I like, know. Yeah. They was like, oh, I see you got, because it's like right around Halloween. She goes, I see you got Halloween tattoos. And I was like, oh, they're kind of all the time tattoos. Right. <laughs> My favorite is when somebody will like, that you don't know, will like move your, uh-huh. like grab you and move your yeah. arm around to read. Like, yeah, love it. Just you're love there, it. You're there for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> totally love when people just grab me. Oh, yeah. You hear that out there? I can't just punch so them. So cash, just grab them. Uh, just grab them in the biscuits. <laughs> so, <laughs> just grab them in the biscuits. They still in the ground. Shout out. Uh, so, we got uh, 
couple stories about a couple of very uh, odd birds. All right. I guess you'd call them. Uh, first one's really not that funny, uh, but also it's just... It's about me? It's like, why the fuck would you do this? Yeah. Uh, there, there was a lady named Jewel Shooping. That's pretty close to my name. Jewel Shooping. Uh... She was 30 years like, old. like, hey, what's Joel doing tonight? And they're like, Joel's shooping. Oh, he's shooping. <laughs> he's shooping to shoop, the dooping. Doop. <laughs> uh, she was 30. She was from North Carolina. And she had dreamed. North Kakalaki? North Kakalaki. Oh, man. that's If I move anywhere, watch out, North Kakalaki. Everybody, I'm, it's I'm so, coming to you. Why does everybody from West Virginia go to North Carolina? I don't know. And vice versa. And, or Myrtle Beach. Or, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I, I love the North Kakalaki. I don't I don't mind it. I like it. All right. Yeah. I'll Me be... and you, when we get older, that's what we're gonna do. All right. They got Bojangles down there. Move down to North Kakalaki. Got Bojangles for breakfast. Start our lives over, Cash. As long as there's Bojangles. In <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's all it takes. Bojangles. <laughs> boys, actually, the last time I went there, because uh, we used to have one here yeah. in town, and. Uh, a lot of the chicken biscuits are the best things ever. I've never eaten there. It's amazing. Well, All I right. say that, but then so uh, we got the one here turned into Wendy's in Vienna. Um, my grandpa for a while moved to North Carolina, and like I went down there, and they had them again. I was like, oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> thank God. So I didn't have them then. <laughs> I'm not a religious person, but thank Jangles. I feel like he did one thing. Oh, yeah. thank you, God. Then, uh, so we, uh, yeah, I eat them there. Then years I don't have it. I'm always like, I just want fucking Bojangles. Bojangles. Like, so, it's a fun name to say. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I go uh, on a trip a few years ago uh, with an ex uh, to Kentucky. And the whole time I'm telling her. Yeah. On her way back, we got to stop Bojangles. <laughs> the whole time you're just Bojangles. <laughs> you know, like, I can't wait. I already... like, how, where's our relationship going? It's going to Bojangles, bitch. <laughs> I already found the one that was going to be like on the way back. I'm so pumped for it. You know, and I'm like, you're going to love it. Like, it's so good. We get it. It was dog shit. Oh. Like, mine was awful. <laughs> I can just tell by the lack of like dancing from her that hers yeah. wasn't great either. The silence the rest of the way home. I was It's so like excited. promising that dick, you know? We're like, oh, you're going to get it. Wait for it tonight. <laughs> and then, like, 30 seconds later, like, you're all bojangled out. <laughs> She's on her phone scrolling. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, this lady, North so this Carolina. Lady, North Carolina. I forgot what we were talking about. So, she uh, she's always dreamed of being blind. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> she's always dreamed. That was the exact response I wanted. She's always dreamed of being blind. Like, she's working towards it. She's, <laughs> she's like, closes one eye at a time for an hour, and then she'll do the other. She's 30 years old. That's her she's goal. She's just always dreamed of being blind. So, she one day decides. That seems like one of the easiest things to achieve if you really have the heart for it. Like, just wear eye patches. <laughs> yeah. Just close your eyes. Get two <laughs> eye patches. God. <laughs> She pours drain cleaner oh, in her eyes. All right. Uh, and she got what she wanted. Um, so now that we've laughed and joked, she has <laughs> body integrity identity disorder. Oh. Uh, a condition when a condition in which able-bodied people believe they are meant to be disabled. Uh, her desire to lose her sight was so strong that she decided to blind herself. Um, I did not see that coming. She did not pour 
the drain cleaner in her own eyes. A symbol. Why she set up one of those Gold Ruth Goldberg machines? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> it was like bloop 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 bloop. bloop, bloop. And she's just laying there. She's watching it come closer and closer. And then like the balloon balloon pops and like fucking that's the last thing she sees. I'm trying to think of the music from uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids during. <laughs> oh the, yeah, the machine was going. Oh. Like I'm sure it was like bouncy. <laughs> so she had a sympathetic psychologist for <laughs> the drain cleaner in her eyes. So, like, whoever the psychologist was working with her decided they would help her blind herself. Okay. Hopefully that psychologist gets their license. <laughs> I'm just trying to help people achieve their dreams. <laughs> like, uh, like, can you explain it further? No, I can't. She says that her fascination with blindness began early in childhood. Um, she said her mom would find her walking in the halls at night when she was, like, three or four. It was, like, really dark. Yeah. Uh, she said by the time it was she was six, she remembers thinking that being blind would made her would make her feel more comfortable. She said that uh, she'd spend hours staring at the sun, just watching sunspots and solar storms, hoping that like it would do the job. Yeah. When she was a teenager, she started to wear uh, thick black sunglasses. Uh, got a white cane uh, uh-huh. before she became eighteen, um, and started using it. Because you had trouble walking, right? And then she, no, it was a C and I came. Yes. And then she became fully fluent in Braille by the age of 20. Oh. She's like a She went hard to life yeah. You know, that reminds me as a kid, like, I used to just wrap shit around my eyes. And I would just, like, walk through the house blindfolded to pretend like I was blind. Oh. And my parents fucking hated it because I'd be knocking shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I did that. It would be very accurate. But, I mean, I knew when to stop, you know? Right. Because too much of anything is not good. Like, he just wanted, like. Dip your toes in. Dip my toes in blindness <laughs> a little right. bit. And I like to do because, like, all your other senses become alive. So I kind of get it yeah. on a small, small scale. Very small. Yeah. But, like, I wasn't staring at the sun. I mean, I was because I was really dumb, you know? And I was like, Not oh. because. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not trying to blind like myself. the reason, like, Donald Trump looked directly I'm at just, it. yeah, like, I just, it's like, oh, bright, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she, uh. I'm going to blindfold myself before I drive home tonight. I mean, I'm gonna dip my toes. I'm gonna, right now. Yep, I'm gonna dip my toes back in. <laughs> uh, so she uh, found, she finds a psychologist that's willing to help her out, uh, and she does what she needs to do in 2006. Um, so I guess they, uh, the psychologist, they were able to get their hands on numbing eye drops. Uh, put put a couple of those in each eye, uh-huh. and then it took just a couple drops of uh, drain cleaner. Drop if you're listening at home, we do not recommend you no. try this. No, not at all. Okay. We don't do uh, a lot of uh, PSAs or like <laughs> sort of, I'm not really PSA, I can't think of the right word, like warnings or whatever, but don't try this. Just as a general PSA, anything you hear on this podcast, <laughs> I wouldn't do in real life. Yeah. Is what I, I do. Maybe you won't walk around is. your house pretend to be blind like that. You know, give, give it a shot. Yeah, sure. But just like I said, know when to stop. <laughs> right. Uh... Sometimes when you you can't see that you have a problem, the uh, you're the, blind. the psychologist may end up facing prosecution for right. this. Um, may they haven't decided yet? It's two thousand six, and they're still fucking. Yeah. Oh. Uh, or no. So I'm probably yeah. I probably just think go you know, bother updating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jewel Age of Mediocre. We got the facts. Jewel did admit that it was uh, extremely painful. Yeah. Just 
Hurt like, hurt like cool. the Dickens, you know. <laughs> uh, I wish I would have just done the blindfold thing. You she know? said uh, she that her eyes were screaming and that she had some drain cleaner going down her cheek, Ooh. like burning her skin the whole time. All she could think though was, "I'm going blind. It's going to be okay." Oh yeah. Uh, Everything will be okay. The medics uh, they ended up getting her. Uh, they tried to save her wish, save her vision against her wishes, but it was too late. There was permanent damage. Uh, it took about six months for the full effect to take. Uh, she said that her delight at being blind ended up being a disappointment because one day she opened her eyes and she could still see. Oh man. Uh, so, hey, Jewel, if you're listening, then basically that's all you do now. Is <laughs> I mean... <laughs> uh, she said... Uh, she couldn't see light, probably. And... But, over time, her eyesight began to diminish. Thank goodness. And now, she can't see. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. This is the weirdest fucking story. Uh, the... Uh, yeah, the body integrity identity disorder. A person just decides that uh, they should. That the way they look does not match their physical form. Yeah. I've so heard it. I've different. heard of that before. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the condition affects a small percentage of the population, most often ma- manifested by a desire to have an amputation of yep, a specific that's what body say. part. That's where I've heard of that. Um, usually, the limb that the person would like to remove is actually in healthy and working order, and there's no physical problems with it. The leading thought by psychologists and neurologists is that this condition occurs when the brain is not able to provide an accurate plan of the body. Uh, the brain sees the offending limb as being foreign and not actually part of the person, thus the desire to have it removed. In most cases, in the most severe cases, a person with this disorder may do bodily harm to what they would like to have removed. Uh, that way, like it forces uh, doctors to do yeah. an op- like a you know operation. Others manage to cope with the illness by using canes and prosthetic attachments to help them feel complete. So, yeah, I had never heard of it, uh, but still, like, blinding yourself, that's hardcore. Because, like, yeah. again, just wear a couple eye patches. Yeah, it sounds like that's kind of how she started. You know, the dark sunglasses, the cane. Wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. Yeah. Still knew she was, it was a lie to her. It's like permanent makeup, you know? Uh, just, I don't know. So I asked this next question knowing the answer. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, nope. Okay. The first episode with that ghost goat? <laughs> you can't remember the thing that you said in the first I episode. I came up with it! That you came up with. Wow! That is also in our intro. Yeah, man. So, do you remember us talking? Uh, I believe it was in the what going on, What's Going On period okay. of, our, of our podcast. Uh-huh. When we talked about a woman who uh, created uh, a son from yarn. I do not remember that. So, um, this woman, uh, she got kind of popular real quick online for this. She uh, made, um, like, a life-size version of her son Uh out of, like, yarn. Um, That's not sad at all. And she said she did it because uh, her her kid didn't want to, like, snuggle with her anymore. Yeah. So she made this... uh, Got tons of attention. She came out and said, like, everybody needs to quit taking this so seriously. I literally did this as a joke. Yeah. Um, and then 
uh, a few years later, the Yarn Boy Killer. No, <laughs> be man. A few years later, uh, her husband ends up. They get divorced. Uh, you know, wonder what? <laughs> and uh, she ends up like uh, making a exact yarn right, husband, a yarn husband, <laughs> and like poses them in all these like crazy oh pictures positions. So she's, Look, he's doing the dishes. She's kind of made it her thing. Like she's like you know internet famous now yeah. because of this. Okay. So uh, I th- I figured well that's the only time we'll ever have a news story about a person that makes people out of yarn. People out of yarn. Sure. No, no. <laughs> Not there's a new world. one. There's a new one. All right. So I can't wait to forget about this one. Uh, yeah. So this lady, her name. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce that first name. Okay. Uh, so we're going to call her. Uh, we're going to call her Mary. Mary. Uh, yeah. She is a Brazilian woman. Uh, 37, and got that ass. I don't know. Okay. Probably. Uh, <laughs> Probably wasn't there. I don't know if the uh, the price is worth it <laughs> yeah. for this one. Uh, so she's heading into the holidays. Uh, you know, she's not, and she's single. Uh, she's not really loving it. Um, she uh, so she makes a life size rag doll named Marcelo. Oh. Uh, is it all rags? So she's now saying though. So she makes this, you know, ragdoll. Uh-huh. Uh, they're in a relationship. Ragdoll. They get, they get married. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're official. Um, <laughs> Made they, an honest woman out of her. They get married. Uh, but he, she is now claiming that uh, Morales, or Marcelo, the doll, cheated on her. Ooh. And the relationship is on the rocks. Uh, she said, I was very sad, and I could barely sleep because I love my husband so much. But he denied the betrayal. Uh, she says that uh, they had a, a, a huge wedding a year ago. They had 250 guests in attendance. Uh, uh, she, she keeps everybody up to date on TikTok about this. Um, <laughs> oh and uh, the, the video where she talks about feeling sad and not being able to sleep on TikTok at the, t- at the time of the story had uh, over 4 million views. Um so, you know, what in the actual fuck? You know, this now you don't have to do anything to earn fame. Just be I a guess. crazy person. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, I'm a crazy person. I'm I'm pretty lonely. I could I could I could yarn something up. He says, I that skeleton. I could just like dress just it in women's throw clothes. Throw some yarn on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or His name's clothes. Barry right now, but you know, I could like change that. I mean, nothing wrong. You know, I mean, I'm just not. You know. If I'm going to make a pretend person to be in a relationship with, mm-hmm. I would prefer it to be a, a female pretend person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm glad you have standards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's just how, that's just my preference. You're, you old, you're old fashioned. Yeah. If you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> she says that Mar- uh, Marcelo, the doll, was texting another woman. Uh, she found out through a friend. He, she says, I found out through a friend. I mean, this lady sounds like a catch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I found out through a friend who told me that she saw Marcelo entering a motel with another woman while I was hospitalized for three nights and three days with, uh, Marcelino, our son, uh, also a ragdoll. Oh. Um, who had a virus. At first, I thought she was lying, but then I started looking at looking through his phone, and I saw the conversations, which made me sure he was cheating. If you gotta look through your significant other's phone, it's already it's done. already over. It's over. Yeah. Just don't even. Yeah. 
As He's like, as, hey, I don't trust you. I want to look through your frame. Like, all right, well, that was a good run. Yeah, that's when you just, you're <laughs> fucking crazy, and I'm gonna go ahead and go. The game, it's over. Yeah, uh, like, ask me anything you want, but she, uh, especially if it's not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is what we call like, like, look, you're not even real. How do you have trust <laughs> issues? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Marcelo denies everything. <laughs> He's real tight-lipped about it. <laughs> Why won't you just say something? No, he you just sit there with that stupid look on your face. Uh, he no, he told her he loves her. Oh, he loves okay. her very much. He asked for uh, forgiveness. He'd he would never string her along. And he cried because he's made of yarn. <laughs> yes, that was good. Uh, she said that their their argument was so ugly that it scared uh, their son, oh. who kept who kept screaming and crying. Uh, so she shouted to Marcelo, do you see what you've done? Imagine being her neighbor. You live in an apartment. <laughs> she thought you know that she lives by herself next door. And she's like doing the voice for Marcelo too. <laughs> I didn't text anybody. You don't really want for me. Wow. Wow. Uh, what you doing to our son? Uh, she says that she has forgiven Marcelo. Oh, man. Um, she so did, it is a happy ending. She did consider kicking him out of the house. Uh, but, and, but he can't walk. But she decided, I guess, in the end, she said, uh, I wanted to put him out of the house, but our baby grow- is growing up, and at this stage, he would miss his father a lot. Also, the love I feel for him made me forgive. Listen, girl. Not completely, but I don't think I could live without my husband. Listen, girl. All right, kids important, but sometimes you got to take care of yourself. That's right. You can only do so much for the children, and the children's got to grow up knowing that you and Marcella don't really have a true love. Because one... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> but also, you know, like, say, come on, girl. Yeah. Do something for yourself. But then, you know, when that kid is I thinking mean, that, <laughs> that kid is also like, am I just a rag yeah. dog? So it makes it complicate things a little bit. Do I have a soul? <laughs> am I a real boy? <laughs> yeah. So that kid's got other problems. <laughs> So it's problems. not gonna matter what happens with his mom oh and dad. Oh my god, what a crazy! And someone like made a news story out of this. Well, uh, hot out the presses. <laughs> where is this at? Did you say where this is Bra- at? Brazil. Brazil. That's right. Okay. Brazil. Uh, her name Christ. is. Uh, see it if you know how to. See if you know how to say this. Doesn't matter. M e i r i v o n e. Maria Vavon. Maria Vavon. Maria Vavon. I don't know. There was. Marie That's, it. That's it. I can't do better than that. I got it. Okay, Jeez. so. Uh, well, so, if you're listening at home, I mean, make me a wife. Hey, Joel needs somebody. <laughs> yeah. uh, has to be female, he said. <laughs> That's what he said. That's just not what I prefer, okay? Look, I'm not judging you. Yeah. I'm just I'm letting the people know. Okay, if we're going to make you. one, make it a female. <laughs> Please. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, I, I was telling you I had something happen last night oh, yeah. that I want to talk about. Uh-huh. Uh, so, we've talked about like my weird sleep shit, right? Like, oh, yeah. Sleep paralysis. Uh, I have very, very vivid dreams. Um, I want to study you one day. There was once that I, uh, be- I believe I uh, had an out-of-body experience. I think I told you that story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a bunch of weird was on sleep the, shit. the podcast. So, last night, uh, I'm sleeping, and... Uh, unbeknownst to me, this was just a very vivid dream, but yeah. I felt very real to me. Uh, I woke up because I heard somebody come in my room, and this guy walks in. It's this room that we're yeah. sitting in. Like it's not like I was picturing it 
you know, like I'm in a whole different place. Yeah. Like, no, I'm in this room, right? Like, you know, you saw the Vader toy figure. I see the Vader. I look at it. Like, you check that first. Like, like, right, yeah. <laughs> There's Vader. Um, the guy walks in. He's like forty-ish, uh, about my height. Uh, you know, probably two hundred fifty pounds. Uh, wearing a WVU hoodie. Uh, has like a goatee. Uh. And like short hair, he looks like somebody like he's not anybody I know. Uh huh. But he but he looks like somebody that like maybe I know as a kid. They now. say you only dream of people that you that you've met in real life. So this guy looks like that's what I've heard. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because like you usually can't your like your brain usually can't like make a face. Yeah. So like he looks like somebody I know now that is like a younger person. Uh huh. But he looks like the older version. All right. If that makes any sense. So, uh, he as he walks into my room. He uh, slowly, like, he look, kind of looks around, and he, like, he slowly pulls this pistol out and, like, holds it on me. Uh-huh. And I'm going to say, so far, he sounds like a good boy, but this <laughs> no. sounds kinda, he does it now any, so no he, longer. He pulls this pistol out on me, and he's kind of, like, eyeballing around as he's, you know, get has the pistol aimed directly at yeah. me. And I can't fucking move. Like, I'm paralyzed. Uh-huh. Like, I can't fucking move. I can't say anything. Like, I'm trying to, like, push myself up on the bed. like just You pussied to... out. <laughs> pussied out. Dude. My body went paralyzed. Grow a pair, okay? Dude's pointing a gun at you? So he says, uh, like, as he's kind of, like, walking a little bit closer to me, but kind of, like, angling away, he says, like, uh, uh, let's just get this done. Like, don't move or something like that. Yeah. And I said, like, I looked at him and I go, Mike? <laughs> and then I wake up. <laughs> And, like, I'm, like, I snap out of it. Yeah. And, like, I kind of, like, as I snap out, like, almost, like, push myself up out of bed because I thought he was there. Yeah. So, like, but, yeah, I have no fucking clue. Like, wow. So, Mike. Mike, if you're listening. I have been, like, running through my head of, like, every Mike Josh I know. Alude. yeah. Cousin, my cousin Mike, was it him? No, he, he doesn't completely... have a goatee. No, he's not 250 pounds. No, he's not. So. Well, if it was Mike with, like, someone else on his shoulder, it had to be, like, a small <laughs> person, yeah. though. Like maybe Lily on top of Mike's shoulders. But like I might have, I might have saw my, I might have witnessed my death. Wow! I might have been me seeing my death, talking shit on West Virginia and somewhat fan in yeah, WV hood. But I know him. It's Mike. Just move, man. You gotta at least try to move. I gotta kill every Mike I meet. <laughs> oh yeah, Terminator <laughs> shit. My middle name is Michael. Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> oh, does I wouldn't it? call you Mike. Okay, so. Man, yeah, like sixth grade, I was like, I'm gonna go as Mike, but then I had a cousin named Mike, and I was like, Oh, you're Joel, though. Yeah, I like your cousin. <laughs> I don't know many other Mikes that I've ever like. Well, being and like, I'm the only person that calls him Mike. Everyone else calls him Michael. Yeah, yeah. Mike. But I mean, people that, like I introduce him to might call him Mike. Michael. Like, like when you think about him, you know, like every night before you go to bed, mm-hmm. do you think of Mike or Michael? Mike. Okay, yeah. He's Mike. He's you're like, you're Mike. like, thank. Thank you, Lord, for Mike. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for Joel. Um, thank you, Jesus, <laughs> to, uh, cousin Mike. <laughs> He's a good boy. And Joel, good and Joel boys. is a good boy. <laughs> Amen and praise of Jesus. Praise Jesus. Then I clap. He <laughs> just fall right to sleep. <laughs> well, I, you know. That's so, crazy, though. Yeah, that's, that's really fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, so if I die anytime soon, uh, and it's because I got shot in my bed, which is gonna suck. I'm gonna tell you right now, though. I'm gonna avenge you for at least a day or two. <laughs> if I don't solve it like after three days, I don't think it's meant to be solved. Well, I think to avenge me, you only have to like avenge one person. Like you only have to like. Yeah. I'll try to avenge you. <laughs> oh, so you're gonna like 
your avengement period will be like, <laughs> yeah. if it doesn't happen within those three days. Yeah. Because it's past the weekend. I mean, I might give it that weekend. <laughs> so if it's like a Friday, we're working on a real short window. Right. I so don't... Try, to get, try to get dealt with like on a Monday <laughs> or a Tuesday. And that'll give me a couple more days to kind of get my wheels roll going underneath me, yeah. you know? Okay. I'll do that. I'll do <laughs> so that. So it's going to be All early right. in the week and after 8 o'clock so you can get your shows in. Yeah. Your power hour. Oh, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, can you give me a fucking second? Double Jeopardy's about to start, buddy. Look, all I need to see for Double Jeopardy is a topic. I may not even care. All let, right? me see, let me see the topics. That's and it. Then, you know, maybe, out. maybe you can shoot me then. If not, let me finish the show. Uh, you know how, like, <laughs> the word, like, from that last night, I have realized now, like, my new biggest fear is, like, how, like, being in that situation where it's just like, well, fucked, I'm fucked. Yeah. Like, there's so I mean, many shootings. Hopefully, the dude's not gonna shoot me in the scrotum. Yeah. But because we talked about how that would be yeah. one of the worst I ways mean, to go. Don't want that. I don't want shot at all. So you got to move. Okay. Don't be a standard. Well, I was target. thinking it's funny you brought up the Rube, Gold, Rube uh, Goldberg Goldberg yeah. machine because I was thinking I needed to maybe build something to where like if somebody opens that door. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and they then, have to stand really still. <laughs> being captivated. They bought the Oh, yeah. You see what That's the thing about those machines. They have to be in captivating. Yeah. Because if not, like, they got to hold attention spans. Uh-huh. So I don't know if one would work these days <laughs> in this in this crazy You're going to see so life. many people in West Virginia hoodies. Around not going to trust any of them. Never yeah. have, really. No. So uh-uh. it won't be much different. Damn. Okay. Mike. So, you know, if I end up dying, just let the cops right. know. Yeah. Look for a dude named Mike. I'll give it a couple days, see what I can do. <laughs> yep. I mean, it should take you, like, all of, like, an hour to call the police. Like, I'll, I'll grab I'll grab Vader, <laughs> just out of respect. Yeah. Okay. You know. Well, you know, I will say... With one, a tear in my eye, too, though. I will make it publicly known all on right. this podcast. <laughs> if I am shot to death in my bed, yeah. you, Joel, yeah. can have my Vader figure. Oh, yeah! There you go. And I, don't, I'll have an alibi, too. Not only if I'm shot to death in my bed. There's <laughs> oh, no other that's the only way? If I, like, yeah. All right. Alright. So I'll take it. Also, don't forget I am setting up a Rube Gold. <laughs> oh yeah. So. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> yeah. God. Alright. Well, you got anything else for again? Yeah, out I here? brought the one story for you that oh, you yeah, had you to did look bring up. the one story. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, I heard this. You brought me the general idea. Yeah, we look it up and uh we're talking about uh we were talking about inner monologues. Yeah. And how common they are. Uh or more uncommon. You actually. kind of thought that everybody Oh yeah. And I have an intermolog. I same thing with me. Like I said, I ever inter- since I was a little kid, I just like it just never stops in my head. And like, I always just, kind of assumed that it was just everybody yeah. has this. Turns out, uh, psychology professor Russell Hurlbert oh, Hurlbert uh, reports that thirty to fifty percent of people have an inner voice. So only thirty, 30 to fifty percent. Yeah, That's we're in the, we're in the elite. High five. Uh, I had an inner monologue before I high-fived you. I, I was I like, okay, get your hands square, god damn it. We can't mess with I was like, I don't want to like get like just like 20% of my hand against your hand. I totally saw Because I don't want you to feel bad about it. If I messed up, you'd be like, oh, was that on me? And it was obviously me. <laughs> so I didn't want you to think it was on you. So, man, that was you got to warn me about these high fives. We got to, like, work these in, okay? How did we both process so much information <laughs> in a split second? I don't because know. I read you as you were doing it. I was like, ugh, ugh. 
Man, whoo, I'm so glad uh, that, that was, this was, that was about 80% percent high five fuel. I know. felt like, you know, it was it was more better than it was bad. We but both it, kind it of, could have been a little we better. We both kind of pulled back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we both kind of changed our minds <laughs> at the peak. We were so unsure about it. Like, were we really high fiving? But then it was just, <laughs> That was our inner monologue. So then people can just high five without thinking about shit like that. That's where, like, so there's just people that are just driving to places. Yeah, they have the one thought, like, I need to go here. Grocery. Grocery. <laughs> yeah, they're grocery. grocery. <laughs> like, what? It's, like, it's not even music, because that's what it said, too. Like, in a monologue, also, it's like, yeah, music playing. or So like, it says, like, um, <laughs> some of the signs of people that have inner monologue. <laughs> they, uh, uh, they talk to themselves. They get songs stuck in their head. Check. They replay uh, favorite podcasts or movies like in their mind, like middle aged um, media. I play movies out in my head all the fucking yeah. time. Last night I was I had, I like had to trick my inner monologue. Like last night it was I, like <laughs> when I get closer to big like wrestling events like Survivor Series. Yeah, but in my actually I was thinking Royal Rumble last night though. Mm-hmm. Even the Survivor Series is tonight. Like I was like I'm gonna think about I'm gonna do a Royal Rumble in my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I just. I play on a Royal Rumble in my head. They're all well, the, like old ones. That's kind of so they rehearse in front of an imaginary audience. <gasps> what? The, so there's people. There, I. Uh, yeah, I do want to know what are people without an inner monologue, which is the majority. And like I'm joking, but like I think I don't know if I would want that or what the hell my brain is. I think I don't know. I mean, yeah, mine. I think I'd rather have my like what I have. Yeah, I think that so too. It just kind of makes things. It I seems guess, like it'd be boring without. Yeah, it. what the fuck are you doing? Oh man! Now I'm like now I want to ask everybody I meet. Hey, do you have an inner monologue? That's such a weird thing to ask somebody. But I really want to meet someone that doesn't. Yeah. So I can just then... fucking study them. Put them yeah. in a cage. You be like, do you have one yet? Like, are you scared at all? Like, is there anything? Cage, cage, like walk cage, in like cage, just like cage, naked and cage, be like, wizard, what's cage, happening? Cage, yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing with your life? Uh, it says critical inner mo- or inner. Oh, mine's so critical. Inner monologue <laughs> is a common occurrence, though. If you catch yourself talking, blah blah blah. Uh, it says uh, criti- critical inner dialogue is not a bad thing, as it can help you achieve peak performance. Ours is not. <laughs> Uh, it allows you to enhance your problem-solving, self-reflection, and critical thinking skills. I don't really write jokes anymore, but not... I've come up with so many. Like, I just yeah. work them out in my head. I feel like, though, if this is supposed to be helping us so much, we're not <laughs> utilizing yeah. this correctly. Uh, yeah, so that was interesting that it was less people than, like, because, yeah. like, again, I would have assumed basically everyone had one of like, these. Like, am I only dealing with inner monologue people? And I just so don't like know the, I wonder if there's a high amount of uh, killers that don't have one. Yeah. I'm so fucking interested, man. Like, I just, I don't understand how someone can't just, how, how do you decide the, things? How do you get anything done? Because with my inner monologue, for me to commit to committing a murder, yeah, Good lord. <laughs> like, I would never get there because I would be like, well, this is like, this is what you got to do. This yeah. I'd play it out a million different ways. Yep. But then I'd also start to be like, ah, oh, what if, like, uh, like, what if they see me and, like, talk to me? Like, what if they like, <laughs> What if I say something stupid before yeah, I, I kill them? Yeah, I'll figure out, oh, it is a social situation. I, I mean, this is, like, super dark, but that's kind of, like, what keeps more suicidal. Thoughts out of yeah. my head too. 
Yeah. Because like I can't just think like, all right, gonna want to die. <laughs> Being dead would be awesome. But then I'm like, oh, but then this person and this person and this person and who's gonna find me with shit? Yeah, yeah. And what if something? Yeah, it's just. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's what. Maybe that's where it does help. You know, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, Let us know. Yeah, do you have, yeah, if, or if you're listening out there, do you have an inner monologue? Yeah. And if you don't, I mean, I'm not going to. If you don't, let us know because cool. I need to have questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just seriously, I have questions. Like, uh, Also, big thank you uh, Ryan. Out to uh, Ryan from the band Triceratops. Yeah, the drummer. Uh, yeah. So Triceratops is like our uh, <coughs> biggest friend of the show, basically, at this point. Uh-huh. Travis did a lot of the artwork. Uh, Ryan's been like promoting the hell out of our show for yeah. us. Uh, we had a huge increase in numbers. He likes it. He invited a lot of people, a lot of friends on yeah. Facebook. We had this huge increase in increase increase. Why can't I say it? I don't know. Increase <laughs> in numbers uh, over this past few weeks. Uh, it's been a huge help. So if you are listening, if you're new to the show, uh, we hope that you are checking out some of the older episodes too. Uh, we have, I think, like a hundred and some at this point. Um, give us a like on Facebook. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening there, review us, give us five stars. Oh, yeah. Um, just wherever you're listening, give it a like if you can. Share it with people. That'd be mm-hmm. awesome of you. Uh, we are, uh, we'll have stickers available soon. Uh, I am looking into maybe possibly us doing a limited run of t-shirts. Uh, we are also looking into the possibility of doing a live episode yeah. In Marietta at the Monstrous Horde. Where there's going to be a comedy show Friday, December 2nd. Joe hosting Carlin Haggerty. Close, I just tried to combine closure and headliner. <laughs> Club headliner, Cledliner, Jacob Hall. Uh, that's at 7? Seven. 7 o'clock, $10 at the door. If you want a table of four for 50 but you explained before. You get beverages and You get and drinks snacks. and snacks and foot rubs. And foot rubs, is according to Joel. That is not the official offer for Monsters Horde. There's a little tiny like disclaimer that foot Joel's rubs are handling not. foot rubs. <laughs> oh, I'm going to handle them. Uh, so, yeah, come check that out. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to try to start doing some uh, things. Thank you for everybody that's been listening. Yes. Uh, again, please share. Tell friends. Yep. Uh, whether they like it or not. Come to comedy. Come to comedy. Hey, kidnap people and bring December them to the show. December 5th. That's next Saturday. Yeah, Friday. Next Friday. <laughs> the 2nd. The 2nd. I think you said the 6th. December the 2nd. <laughs> it's a Friday. Ignore everything I said a minute Man, ago. Man, you're going to be thinking about this for a long Monsters time. You started Ohio. really bad, and now you're ending really bad. Yep. That's a cash sandwich right there. Mm. <laughs> so meaty. It's so meaty in the middle. So meaty. <laughs> yeah.